Hello and welcome to the Naval Air Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Scott. And on this anniversary of nearly 40 years <laughs> of our uh, entrance into active duty, we get together again and we're going to continue to talk about our AW training pipeline with the next with the next thing up after SAR school, which was SEER school. Do you have fond memories of Sears School, Scott? Yes. Uh, um, I don't know if I would necessarily uh, use the word fond, but I would say that uh, my my memories are very clear of Sears School because of the strong impression that it uh, that made that it made upon me. Yeah, strong, strong. That's a good that's a good way to describe it. Uh, <laughs> so. For, for those who are just tuning in and not uh, not completely familiar, SEER is an acronym for Survival, Evasion, Resistance, and Escape. And the school is, uh, well, back then, was run by uh, the Fleet Aviation, wait, FASO. So Fleet Aviation Stand, uh, Special, right? Specialized Operational Training Group, Pacific Fleet. That's correct. And uh, there was a like a two phases. There was a classroom phase and then a field phase. The field phase was the longer of the two. Right, the classroom we spent. I remember two or three days. Yeah, I think uh, I don't. I don't think it was any more than uh, than uh, two. It may have been, may have been partially like one, maybe two and a half days, uh, something like that. And then uh, a little bit of classroom when we got on site at um, Warner Springs. But we had some fun before we got to Warner Springs, which we'll uh, talk about. And uh, before we go any further, uh, um, as Mike said, uh, it was a really uh, interesting day here, November 17th, 38 years ago. Because (laughs) at the time, Mike and I probably can't – we were in the same building together – but we had no, uh, we hadn't met yet, and we went different directions, and we didn't get together until another eight and a half, half weeks when we both completed basic training in two different locations. Um, I went to Orlando, and Mike went to what the, what's known as uh, the Great Lakes Naval Training Center uh, north of Chicago. Which is the only one still standing, actually. That's right. That's uh, right. The oldest, right? They, they picked the oldest of the three, because when, when we were... In our time, there was San Diego, uh, Great Lakes, and Orlando. Right. And uh, and Orlando was the newest of the three. Yeah, um, nice. It only, nice. it only opened in like in 1967, and then it closed in 1991. I think the last, maybe 92, the last company pushed through uh, Orlando. But uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, pretty deep cuts going on in the military, and I think that some political forces wanted that land for other development. They could obviously, uh, you know, buy it from the government at a, at a very low cost and develop it and make big money, which is ultimately what happened because none of that base is even recognizable anymore. It's gone completely. Like they took an eraser to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the chapel, right? Is the chapel still standing? Maybe. I believe the chapel is gone because when I was there, uh, in 2007, the only things that were left 
was the hospital the recruit hospital was 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 condemned and getting ready to be demolished the actual naval station hospital was a, had been converted to a VA hospital and then we the academic building was taken over by some Florida uh, state organization and the headquarters building was also taken over but the rest of it was completely uh, developed into condominiums townhouses and uh, there's just like a like a a rock with a plaque on it said here stood you know naval training center um, Orlando well that's well the only thing that's left of San Diego is the the you know the never sail or the recruit whatever they're calling the the building that's supposed to be shaped like a boat that's all that's left in oh and the the uh, the big grinder there's a plaque there too but anyway we digress <laughs> we just have to acknowledge that uh, 38 years ago today we, Scott and I both left for basic training and the building he was referring to that we're in at the same time was the Logan Airport in Boston uh, I entered the Navy from New Hampshire and uh, that was that's where they sent us to, to fly to O'Hare and then by bus to Waukegan Yep, the old uh, MEPS building, which still is the MEPS building there in South Boston, close to right next to South Station. All right. All right. So Sears School. All right. So uh, if you remember, Scott and I are have been have diverged. He's uh now five weeks ahead of me. Um. Now, what do you remember? Do you remember they they did they class up every week? Um, you know, honestly, Mike, I don't remember, but, uh, I don't think that it was too long after, you know, SAR that, uh, you know, we, we had to report, uh, for training in SEER school. I, I do remember, uh, moving down the hall, um, to another room in that same barracks, 864. Okay. See, I, I, I got moved to the, to the barracks that that they had that was over by uh, the chow hall, right? And as I as I think we had spoken already, I I did a pretty good job of staying low on the radar to the point that they had forgotten me in those barracks, and it wasn't until partway through, uh, uh, maybe halfway through HSL thirty one that the command master chief realized that hey, you're not in our command's barracks. <laughs> so uh, the with... the uh, easy living ended because. Those barracks, they didn't really pay much attention to. No, because they were partially transient, I want to say. Yeah, and they were pretty crappy. I mean, when when Mike and I first went in the Navy, it's for any of you out there that have maybe been in the Navy recently, it, it you know, 30 years ago, it was not uh, um, habitability on the uh, bases was nothing like what it, I'm sure of what it is now even going back to you know my last years in the navy it had changed uh, uh dramatically and for the better too i mean i stayed in a couple of really dumpy places uh in in the navy you know it's kind of driven by money and and other other factors but well, yeah. uh i kind of like being in the uh out there under the radar and um well, most, heck that room i ch- go ahead i say most people do right under the radar usually means yeah. no troubles. Exactly. 
no no room inspections no yeah you know no no silliness or anything like that um yeah it was just a, uh, a different time i can't say that it was better than it is now in, in some ways it probably was um you know i, I wouldn't say that discipline was, wasn't tighter back in my in myself's early uh early days um but in some ways it was looser i mean they had beer machines in the barracks for example well so, yeah <laughs> and, and they had lingerie shows in the petty ostrich club <laughs> yes. so you know oh my gosh <laughs> just the way things were different you it know? was the same and the funny thing is if you went to one club on a friday you could see the same girls at a different club on saturday yeah or sunday yeah, they were making some pretty yeah. good money for themselves so yeah. good 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 on them you know? um all right well i i was in the same phasal barracks for both sierra school and common core because they're both those courses were taught by the same command um, right, but I—I I mean, I want to say they classed up. They had to have classed up weekly. Yeah, um, I think it probably might have been the following Monday. Uh, I really do. Um, you know, of course, uh, every everybody in my class, we were all very uh, happy to have graduated. We did go actually. One of the instructors uh, actually had a party at his place in Imperial Beach. And we all went down there and uh, remember Kurt AW two Curtis. Yeah. He was like he was like one of the young guys there. Yeah, yeah. So he had a barbecue at his place and uh, a couple of the other instructors showed up like uh instructor Daniels and, and uh uh instructor Willard. You know, mostly the younger guys, uh McAllister, uh instructor McAllister was there and uh, yeah we just had a barbecue drank some beers you know now we're like we're we're in the fold now we 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 kind of passed the test so now we're we're not equals with these guys because we haven't become naval air crewmen yet but you know at this point you had to really screw up bad to not yeah yeah make it through the rest of the pipeline yeah yeah because um, yeah. it was so then we classed up and uh you know, we had a couple days in the classroom, you know, it was basically talking more about some of the same stuff that we went over in uh, land survival in Pensacola, except I would say like land survival and survival training in Pensacola was like uh, a 100 level course in college. And now going to SEER school, now you're like in the upper division classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, more, yeah. more, more memory things to memorize more uh right demonstration exactly and then they also spent more time talking about things related to if you're captured i mean you know in some ways uh you watch movies about the military uh you know like the top gun and hunt for red october or not you know it, it kind of seems almost sort of like a game but you kind of realize a little bit more and more as you get into this that you know this stuff is is pretty serious yeah, it may, and, uh, it may be a game. It could still kill you. <laughs> right? right, exactly, yeah. yeah. And uh, you don't really think like that so much, I think, especially when you're young like that. You don't really worry about, like, you know, getting yourself killed or getting captured. You're kind of more, more anxious, like, hey, I'm ready to start flying. I'm, you know, ready to get in the fleet and start doing my thing. You know, it's like you're uh, playing freshman football, and now you're moving up to the junior varsity, right? Yeah, well, shoot, I mean, let's think about it, you know, uh, for me, uh, SEER school was end of August, and at this point, I had been in the Navy for ten months, almost nine and a half months. 
you know, right. and I've done basic training. I've done air crew school. I've done AWA school. I've done SAR school. And I still got two more schools before I even get to anything that resembles, uh, an, you know, an airplane. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the captured business, you know, that we had to, the, the creed, right? We had to have the, uh, what'd they call it? Well, that's what I was just going to, uh, that's what I was just going to say. They spent time in class in pretty good, pretty great detail. Uh, and even handed us out a booklet on the code of conduct yes. and talked about why it was developed because of the experiences of POWs. Primarily the reference point they used was Korea. They didn't, they never really referenced anything with, uh, World War II that I recalled. It was primarily based upon Korea because the Korean, uh, uh, the people, what is it, the Democratic Republic of Korea, or also known as North Korea, they, um, their interrogators and their system was based upon what they learned from the, the Russians and the Chinese. And at that time, the Cold War was, you know, full speed ahead. Raging, yeah. And... You know, the, the possibility of being captured mainly would be by the Russians, maybe the Chinese, but mostly the Russians. So their interrogation methods and the way that they uh, would try to get information would be similar. So that's why they they use Korea as a reference, um, because at that time, the code of conduct did not exist and they didn't really equip um oh and then of course vietnam too vietnam was also front and center in the discussion because the vietnamese again they were trained by the russians and the and the to some extent the chinese because really when it comes down to it in the geopolitical scheme the russians i'm sorry the the uh the vietnamese and the chinese really don't like each other because china has invaded and occupied what's now indochina many times over so they really don't like each other but as far as the Russians were concerned, the Russians wanted that deep water port, you know, in uh, Cameron Bay yeah, yeah. that was conveniently built by the United States and all that. <laughs> so they were the ones that were given all of the the, the Vietnamese all their training on on um, um, interrogation techniques, how to interrogate and mer- mer- uh, methods to coerce and whatnot. So there was a lot of time. That was mostly what they went over in the classroom stuff they didn't really talk about maybe um a little bit about uh maybe some of the uh um equipment but we'd already been trained on on the equipment that we would have it was was quick it was a quick refresher repeat kind of thing. yeah exactly you guys know this it's this this that the other thing yeah Um, yeah exactly so a good bit of it was sent on the psycho babble if you want to call it that because we had a lecture from uh a gentleman um uh, I think his la- I forget his first name, but it was uh, Captain Coffee, who at the time he retired as a captain from the Navy. He was a naval aviator. He was shot down in Vietnam, and I believe one of his last tours, he was CEO of one of the carriers there at North Island. I want to say it was the Ranger or the Connie, but he uh, he was also employed by the government there as a an instructor, and he uh, he gave us a talk about. Uh, things and then we had another lecture from a very interesting gentleman uh his name is doug hegdahl you know okay the funny thing is i i i remember 
the big deal that Hegdahl was. Yep. But I, for the life of me, cannot remember sitting in the room having him talk to us. But I know he was doing it at the time. So how sad is that, right? You can you you read about what he's done and what he did, and you know what he is, what he is, especially when he comes in a room. But I remember the field piece of Sears School so more vividly than I remember the classroom. You know, that's I that's a sadness and a failing on my part. But Dougie was a that dude was. Well, you should look him up. That's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah, a very interesting story about him, which you know we could talk for, about that, but we'll we'll let our, uh, people go out and uh, learn about that on our own. Um, so once that was done, um, you kind of had, if you want to call it that, the the the, the, the prisoner's last meal, you know. <laughs> and I don't remember really where, because they issued us a uniform, which was basically green, uh, green. long underwear. Yep greens like the what the what you would similar to what we wore in rescue swimmer school except not short sleeve shirts or shorts it was the full-blown long sleeve shirt yep and the uh the pants and i don't remember if they gave us a cover or not yeah yeah we had the eight-pointed cover okay yeah we had the cover and uh we wore our flight boots which were uh you know we'd already broken those in pretty thoroughly yes um I seem to recall, I, in fact, I do remember, actually, it's funny that I remember those of us, we went for our last meal there at the Chow Hall at North Island, and I don't remember really, like, cramming a lot of food, and I, I think I just ate a normal meal because I was worried I was going to puke or something later yeah. in the day. <laughs> <laughs> because at the time that uh, that Mike and I went through, because he went through just a little, basically, like a week after I did, or not too long after I did, uh, it was the summer, and... SEER training, not only was it uh, survival, evasion, resistance, and escape, but it was also what's known in the Navy survival circles as desert environment survival training, or DEST. And then it's also what's known as woodland survival training, which is what you get when you go up to Warner Springs up in the high chaparral of the, uh, um, I forget the mountain range. Well, um, Cleveland Forest. Yeah, yeah, Cleveland National Forest. Uh, um, and believe it or not, even that time of the year at night, it gets cold. So, well, yeah. Um, but the first phase is they put us on a bus after that last meal and they gave us a pretty stern lecture actually, I think maybe the day before, because we, we, we mustered in the classroom, you know, they took, you know, muster, make sure everybody's there, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, these are the items you're for, you know, you cannot have with, with you basically any foodstuffs at all, beer, zero. Yep. No protein bars, no, I don't know if those even existed then, but no, the big thing that, of course, in Mike's ear and mine uh, was beef jerky, you know, Slim <laughs> Jims, candy bars. I don't <laughs> think protein bars existed at that No, at that, but at that granola time. bars did. Yeah, granola bars. That was it, granola bar. None of that kind of stuff. So they loaded us into a bus, and uh, we're headed for um the what's known as the imperial valley which sits between the mountains of san diego and the chocolate mountains uh, um in arizona along the colorado river um it's also known as the salad bowl of america because they grow a lot of lettuce out there believe it or not i think something like 30 percent of the lettuce in the united states is grown out there but it's a huge 
it's in the desert, but it's irrigated, and it's a huge agricultural area. And there's the Naval Air Station. I think actually it's and was a Naval Air, what's known as a Naval Air Facility, El Centro, and they have a massive federal reservation out there, bombing ranges and and whatnot. And one area is devoted to this desert air, uh, environment survival training, and um, so. That's where we went. Somehow we, we wound up on the base for some reason. I forget why, but we, they, they made us stay on the bus. It's like no running to the, 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 the Navy exchange you know, <laughs> or any of that kind of stuff. Um, I just remember it being a long, and, hot ride. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Non-air-conditioned school bus. You're right. With the, every, it was pretty quiet, too. Nobody was really saying a whole lot because uh, you're sort of like, oh, this is going to really suck for eight, eight days or whatever it was, six days out there. Do you remember how big your and, class was? Um, it was like maybe, I don't know, 50 maybe, something like that. That was okay. pretty decent size. And, and a mix of O's and E's, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We had uh, the two highing, highest ranking were we had two lieutenant commanders. And then, of course, your smattering of uh, junior officers. And then a few senior petty officers, a few, a couple of whom were going to be SEER instructors. And the rest of us, uh, E3 and below, um, kind of junior enlisted types. Um, we had a smattering of uh, primarily Airedales, but the group that I was in, we had a few Navy SEALs, you know, that finished buds, and they're on, they're like on their pipeline too to get their trident. We had we and, had no uh, SEALs. We only had two. Yeah, was, we only had two recon Marines in my class, but no SEALs. Yeah, we. We didn't have any Marines, but we had like maybe three or four more uh, SEALs because I made friends with one of them because he was in one of our little subgroup and he showed us how to cami up our face and, and <laughs> taught us a whole bunch of other stuff. And so it was kind of cool having his like, you know, don't worry about it, dudes. This is cool. No, don't worry. You know, kind of they can't kill us, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, so they took us out in the desert and, and I'm here to tell you that in July in the Imperial Valley of California is hot. And typically even, uh, one of the hottest places in the United States, if you listen to the weather, weather, daily weather, good chance it might be like Imperial California. Definitely. So it's already like, like 10 o'clock in the morning. And it's already like 101 degrees, right? Yep. Headed for like 110 so they take us out in the middle of freaking nowhere. The bus drops us off. And the first thing they tell us to do is they give you a parachute and yep. you go find a bush, throw yep. it over the bush, and get in it and don't move. Yep, yep. Do nothing. And, Conserve and energy. And they've got a – the only thing they have out there is what we call and, – and this might be more familiar to you, Army types and Marine Corps types is a water buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> and a water <laughs> buffalo is a, is a trailer with like a, I don't know, 100-gallon uh, water tank on it. And they they have a corpsman out there whose primary purpose is to make sure you don't dehydrate yourself. And he kept coming along and saying, and, and, you know, Drink having up. you upturn yeah. your canteen, you know, after yeah. you drank it. Literally, if you had any in it, they, you'd, you'd stand there in front of the corpsman and drink it. Because they were really concerned about people. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. you get know, dehydrated. It's blazing hot sun. Uh, we're all out there. So we our, didn't really yeah. do a whole lot. I just remember sitting in this freaking uh, by a bush with a with a parachute over it and two other uh, dudes, right? There's no snakes around, huh? And two other dudes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and we're just like, you know, it's, you know, it's effing dudes. hot. I mean, and 
as it started to like the cool down, you know, the sun started to set a little bit or started going down. And I mean, it's still like over a hundred, maybe like barely under a hundred. They had us, uh, taught us how to make a shelter in the desert. You know, you dig down a couple of feet, you know, and it's like maybe 10, 15 degrees cooler. And you put a parachute over that. And while I was out walking around, I, I almost stepped on a sidewinder. And the sidewinder is a, a species of rattlesnake, which actually they're fairly small. They don't really typically don't get very large. And and I almost stepped on one as it was going into its little hole. <laughs> so that was uh, my first experience with uh, with seeing a, a live, uh, you know, sidewinder or a poisonous snake or anything like that. Did your, did your instructors catch any uh, scorpions? Yeah, I believe they did, yeah. as a matter of fact. And they Freaking also scorpions. told us, like, you know, later on that night, because we had a full moon that night when I was there, uh, and, and we went out and we did uh, a night land navigation yep. problem yep. supervised by the instructors. With dunes, they right? They showed us how to use our signal mirror using the moonlight, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. And that was kind of interesting. Um, we launched. We all we all got to shoot a pencil flare. Yep, shot a pencil flare. I think we might have played with the Mark 13s too. And the Mark 13 that was a uh, um, a uh, smoke and flare smoke on one end and yeah. flare on the other. And you know you you know <laughs> they, they reminded you about like how to tell the night and you had the plastic cap with the three nipples on the, the end bumps. and then it had the, <laughs> the bumps on the side and then it had a D ring like on it with a string. It's amazing that I remember all that stuff, but I think the reason why uh, guys like Mike and myself remember that stuff is because, while well, one, our lives could depend on it, and uh, they just, you just, uh, something uh, about the way the Navy uh, trained us that a lot of this stuff you don't really forget. Maybe it might be in the recesses of my brain somewhere in the back, but uh, I won't ever pound, really forget. They just pounded into you, right? That's all it is, really. Yeah. They just pounded into you repetition and and i think we also took it very seriously uh, uh you know at the time even though we were all pretty goofy i think at that age for the most part yeah um understatement so uh, um i th i want to say the next morning of course we're going to head up for warner springs but we i want to say we had a c ration k ration thing yeah they you know, fed the, us the, we the, got the brown uh box yeah we got and i got like and, and I got like one of the ones that everybody hated, which was the the eggs and ham one. Yeah. Oh my god, I, I was hungry, so I ate it. But I was like, sure. it was not my favorite. Well, uh, um, yeah. So we got fed the once. I want to say in the morning before we get on the bus. Yep. Yep. To to Warner Springs, and it you know, and since we're up all night, right or late, because yeah. the idea is, you know, you you do nothing in the daytime and you do your moving towards friendly lines or moving towards rescue. I don't remember rescue really whatever. getting a whole lot of sleep that night, that night in the desert either. No, I mean, I think I was really paranoid about freaking snakes <laughs> after, especially after I saw that sidewinder. <laughs> and then of course in the morning, everybody, they, you know, make sure you check your shoes before you put them on that a, I didn't, a scorpion didn't find its way in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I took my boots off. I think I did because I think they told you to take your boots off because they didn't want you getting, uh, you know, trench foot or anything like that. Yeah, it's good for the feet uh, to dry out. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, so then we took the bus. It's a 
fairly long bus ride, as I recall. Maybe an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Pretty well, good. Pretty you know, good. I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna jump on to the Google Maps and see, see how long how far long away that to, is to get from El Centro, California, to Warner Springs. And because I want to say that that training site was like northwest of the base. Well, you know, I mean, we'll get. General. It was in the middle of freaking nowhere. That's for damn sure. Because there wasn't really any cultural lighting around that you could see when we were out there. It was no. pretty dark. So we are out there. We were out in the desert a ways. And there's, and there's really no way to get there from here. So I mean, we probably had to come all the way back to San Diego to go up uh, like the 15 freeway to uh, Warner Springs. Yep. I say Warner Springs. Here we go. Ah. According to Google, two hours, 95 miles, and we can take uh, uh, the Overland Stage Route. The Great Southern Overland Stage Route. <laughs> Some road. I doubt the bus took that. We had to have gone like on the 79 freeway or something. <laughs> great. Or we could have gone up through uh, the Salton Sea, right, on Highway 78. That sounds probably right. Go up through Imperial to Brawley and come in that way. So either way, yep. two-hour ride, however, however you pick it. And I guarantee we slept. Yeah. I mean, I, I prob- that's probably why I don't remember it because I was asleep. Yeah. Um, I do remember, you know, like getting, you know, pulling up and seeing, like, there's one little sign that says, you know, something about, uh, you know, Navy, government property, do not enter and all that, that kind of crap. And... Uh, driving into the area where there was like a one of those steel what do you not yeah like the the ones that have the trusses in them and it's got like uh you know like a sheet plastic siding on it or something like that uh and we went in there for more uh classroom stuff yeah it, uh, very very much geared to the environment right yeah uh, exactly what, that's when i started teaching us about woodland survival and land navigation and also talking about land navigation with a slant toward uh you know evasion because you don't immediately you know part of this whole thing is not only like i said uh resistance and escape it's also uh or or, uh escape it's uh evasion it's also survival so they're also teaching us woodland survival as the as the navy uh calls it so Woodland survival is in that you're, you know, basically in a temperate climate where, you know, there may be some topography and there's going to be um, different types of vegetation and, and think trees and things like that. Like a, imagine like a forest somewhere and that's where you got shot down. So sure. they started teaching us about aspects of that, you know, and they gave us a bunch of handouts and things like that. Of course, you don't keep any of that stuff because – um, there's nowhere really to keep it. Um, I got hand, I remember getting some handouts in the class in uh, North Island, and I kept those, and I still have that stuff around somewhere because they handed out – I remember they handed out uh, like a fishing kit. I still have that. And a bunch of those flashcards, you know, the survival flashcards. Yeah. I, I saved all that stuff. Um, so the funny – here's the funny thing about the uh, – that land survival training in the classroom is one of the instructors had a, a Labrador retriever 
and it was a very, very friendly dog. He's running around. Everybody's petting him and blah, blah. And that'll have an uh, – uh, that'll <laughs> I don't know, remember the dog. Play later on. I don't remember so this the dog. dog is running – and the dog's in like seventh heaven because he's got like like 50 people petting him and, you know, loving on him and the whole nine yards. So he's like eating this up, right? And uh, so part of the way um, they set this up – again, remember this is geared toward a Soviet bloc country. Correct. And the way that they dress and the way that they speak and the way that they uh, uh, act towards you, um, because in, in the at that particular time, the Soviet satellite uh, or proxy nations, we were the evil uh, imperialists and uh, you know, pigs, the, the yeah. decadent capitalists and all this other kind of dogma and propaganda that they doled out to their people so uh that's kind of the way the demeanor of the way these uh instructors would be uh in the field now at this point they're just regular guys i mean in fact I, these guys don't even go out i think they rotate around so these guys are doing their part where they're just teaching the classroom stuff and i believe uh the first you know, they tell you that, like, after a certain point, like, if you're not meet, that's the whole thing, the way they kind of, uh, the way they play, they play this little psychological game with you. You know, there is no set graduation date for Sears school. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. So the, the, the deal with that is, is if you're not meeting the training objectives, and they never explain what they are, really. They just tell you, if you're not meeting the objectives of the course, well, you could be here for a month. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, does, oh, yeah, does... we've had people that have been here roll back, you know, two or three times. And I'm just going, there's no way I, I'm going to do whatever I got to do because I know what's coming and I don't want to have to repeat it. Right. Yes. Oh, but so th- we should al- we should also mention at that point, too, that uh, the two days of classroom before he rolled out, that dog was also started like, oh, you don't want to repeat this. So, you know, any 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 proof you get of completion, you know, make copies of it and hang on to it. Cause this is so bad. You don't want to do it again. Yeah, exactly. I remember that a lot. All right. So, and anyway, we pull up there, right. They give us some classroom for the rest of the day. Yep. And then they, they gradually, as the course goes along, you start out maybe as like the whole group. And then you wind up at the very end, you're by yourself. Correct. So the first night, you're all kind of bivouacked together, and they don't really give you much. I think they gave you a parachute, maybe two, because they showed you how to make a sleeping bag out of one and a shelter. And then we start learning more out in the field, like how to make these, you know, more kind of like what we did in Pensacola, a little bit about uh, – you know, how to make a, a snare to catch a squirrel, yes, you know, and yes. stuff like that. Uh, the leaves. Try, you can... And then they sent us out where we, we're going to try to find food. And yeah, where Warner Springs is, there's it's actually there's a dry uh, a riverbed that goes through there. There's like a watershed that comes out of the mountain down into this big uh, grassland area that, uh, you know, close to there is the Warner Springs Airport where they do a lot of gliding and stuff like that. But um so they had us do some gathering of food. And I'll never forget. This is hilarious, Mike. Is Somebody said that they f- saw like a, a rabbit or a snake or something. It looked like 
a herd of people are all running in the same. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, someone said they saw a, a <laughs> rabbit or something, or, or you know, a squirrel or whatever. They were they were determined to catch this damn thing. I don't think they did, but uh, so they um, I, they taught us more. They got there was certain areas out in the uh, operating area. They'd bring you in, and we had more like classes, but they were out in the field. Yeah, yeah, they had like a like a and there canopy was even one that had like a like a concrete pad with like a shell, like a uh, uh, an Pic awning over it. Yeah, and picnic shelter kind of place. Yeah. Yep, and they were teaching us different stuff, and uh, so. That was the last day um, that you were like the bad guys were going to be would, wouldn't bother you, if I remember. And after we, that, we had after no, no, that, we had we the we okay. So this is how I remember it. So the first night we had a little bivouac area, right? That next day we moved to another place. So it was a, it was a, has, a hassle free land navigation kind of exercise we moved from one bivac area to another um did you get rabbits to make a stew out of yeah that was at that day though that was like maybe the next day or maybe even the next day after that uh, i want i want to say it was the first or second day yeah how, it could have been how many rabbits did you get I want to say in our group we got two because that's, that's when they started whittling us down to like like subgroups. All right, so you, uh, you say we had we got our little subgroup. We had two. And we, you know, we we did the bunny thing, and uh, you know, I remember I had like a canteen cup, and I actually had like the bunny's heart in my broth, so yeah. I got a little protein with <laughs> okay. mine. So I the way I remember was that the whole group of we had thirty six people in our class, and the whole group got the bunnies. Right, because yeah. we, we get, they brought out a big giant stew pot for to cook all the yep. bunnies in, for yep. everyone to. But we got twelve rabbits. Yeah, we only got two. We got in my group. <laughs> we got twelve like, rabbits, because the next week was Labor Day weekend, and they weren't going to have a class, so they had extra rabbits they needed to get rid of. Right, right. You guys lucked out then. Hey, we didn't have enough volunteers to slaughter twelve bunnies, so some people had to do two. Yeah, I remember one one of uh, one of them. The instructor demoed the whole thing, how to skin it, how to because yeah, I got to yeah. show you how to do it first, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then I remember there was a lieutenant in our a lieutenant JG in our class and in our group, and he volunteered to do. He's an F fourteen guy, and, he, and I got a, there's an interesting story about him later on. He he could tell he was he he was your typical fighter pilot type guy. Uh, but but not really in a bad way because he was still a young junior officer. But uh, um, good story about him later on. Something that he did that uh, was kind of that, that was really funny. Um, yeah. So then they tell you around the same period of time when they start, uh, um, you know, shrinking your group. And I want to say that I went through Sear. I'm trying to remember um, who I went through that I knew. I want to say Dave Haddock was in my SEER class because he was ahead of us. Everybody in your SAR school class should have yeah, been in your yeah, SAR school. Yeah, everybody in my SAR school class was there. The weird thing is I don't remember really being around any of those guys, though. I might have saw Carl Brown maybe once, but uh, they kind of did some stuff. So I think they really, what they honestly started doing, Mike, was kind of segregating like the officers from the – 
from the junior enlisted or something. They're trying to put you more on your, you know, your own devices, I think, a little bit. Uh, I, I mean, maybe maybe that's what they're doing. Because as I understand it, they don't do the same things with the same with the classes every single time. I mean, they kind of mix things up and they do different stuff. And it, it depends on the demographics of the um, of the class and whatnot. But they told us that we're at this point now. You're 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 you know we're at the point now where we've uh, you know had some had training on uh, food acquisition and uh, land navigation. You know, kind of like again. 100 level in Pensacola and now we're we're 400 level here <laughs> yeah and 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 now we're doing it in, in the area where the bad guys are so it's not like you're walking and pacing off steps now yeah. you're you're trying to move in such a way that as I remember if it as I, this is the thing that always stuck in my head Mike was if it takes you a, a day to move a yard to avoid being captured that's what you do that's a day well spent yeah, right. exactly. So I don't remember if it was the second day out in the field or maybe the third day, but we're doing one of these classes. And this is after they already told us that, uh, uh, you know, now we're, you know, we're free game for the bad guys. We had and a practice, yeah, a practice evasion. They well, call well it this is like in the, in the middle of, you know, like a class that we're doing. And I don't remember if we'd done like our practice eva uh, uh, evasion or not, but all of a sudden this vehicle comes roaring up, and it's that 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 you hear AK forty, and and it's the freaking bad guys, <laughs> and and it's just like everybody scatters, running everywhere, you know, trying to find a place to hide, and these guys come not running into the camp, and they're like shooting the guy, we will find you pigs and all yeah. this other stuff. <laughs> and I, I got a glimpse of a couple of them and they're wearing the black pajama. Some of them were wearing like the Soviet looking uniforms with the berets. Some of them literally were wearing the freaking Viet Cong black pajamas with the truck tire sandals and the, the little, <laughs> you know, that funky looking, truck you know, stone, that big cone head straw hat <laughs> and everything. <laughs> truck and tire like, sandals. Oh, that's awesome. Holy shit. You know, I didn't know whether to laugh or, or I just, I just knew I ran like hell though and 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 uh and and found a place to to hide until uh you know they cleared up or cleared out of there we did you guys get raided while you were there no 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 we, we had no raids we did get a uh a, a practice evasion though on one on you know the second day out or third day out whenever it's normally and they just told you though you know it's a practice evasion but if you're stupid right and not trying hard, then it becomes a real evasion for you, <laughs> you know, or you, you go to camp early if you goof off with this. And I don't think anybody got picked up on our practice evasion, but they were, no, but no, while they, they, they put it in your mind. They were out there though. Yeah, no, they're they out were there. Definitely and, out there shooting sh the guns and driving and, around and, and talking stuff like that and talking in their stupid yep. accents. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Um, but I remember them teaching us about, you know, like how to take a sight on a on a hill, you know, you know that you're trying to get to the the, the safe area and uh, and and whatnot. I don't remember if we had maps or not, because or no maps. If we're in if we're in small groups at that point, or we weren't solo. I don't think, because I think we did a couple of practice evasions, as I remember. I don't ever remember really being off of my hands and knees or not crawling correct. either. Yeah, correct. Yes, for the practice. <laughs> Yeah. You only, yeah. you only, and, and at this point, you're, you're actually, you're really getting filthy. 
Yes, you're because you're smuggling. You're wearing up the same thing you wore the morning that you left. Yeah, you haven't North changed. Island. You haven't shaved. And so now you're down like three days, four days into this. You haven't shaved, and, and uh, you know you're like you know pissing up against a tree. <laughs> and uh, and and if you weren't like me, you're able to do uh, drop a deuce. And I didn't the entire time. Neither did I? There, Don't feel bad. Which, did. which was so bad that I had to go to uh, the flight surgeon when we got back. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't have a problem unloading when we got home. But <laughs> no, I, I I couldn't. I couldn't. I had to go see the flight. But that's a whole nother story right there. <laughs> and of course, it had to be a female flight surgeon who actually was very attractive too. Oh, so I'm just like, really, this is just so embarrassing. But anyhow, worse, yeah, yeah. So anyhow, um, yeah, we did a couple of practice evasions, and then they started uh, reducing the size of our group to the point where you're in pairs, and then. The last night you're by yourself, and okay. I, yeah, go ahead. We, I just, do you have different? Do you have I just remember. Uh, it, I remember that? it being in a the last practice evasion was a pair, and then we yeah. went to sleep that night. We got a C ration, and then the next morning they woke us up and said, "Okay, we lined up on some road, right? Yeah, and, yep. And we're gonna we're gonna fire the pistol, and you're on your own. Yep. So, but you know what's funny though, Mike? That last night. Um, this is the damnedest thing that I, that I'd seen up to that point in Sears school. So, um, I'm in my, uh, tent parachute sleeping bag with whoever hell, hell else it was. And of course you're not really sleeping very well and you're bumping into each other and waking each other up if you fitfully got a little bit of sleep. So at this point I had to, I had to get up and take a leak. So I get up to take a leak, and I'm like, you can't see a damn thing, really. I mean, uh, you know, you're, you did have a little bit of your night vision because you didn't. There was no uh, artificial light. We didn't have flashlights or anything, but I could see a little bit. So I'm, I'm standing there, and I'm I'm taking a leak, and out of the corner of my eye, about two feet away from me, sitting on the ground, I see the cherry of a cigarette. <laughs> Crap. Right. <laughs> so out of, I didn't really like move my head to look down, but out of the corner of my eye, I can see a beret on the top of the head. Oh my gosh. See the freaking epaulets on the shoulders. It was one of the bad guys sitting there. What the heck was he doing? Just kind of hanging out? Just, just, yeah, I guess he just came in there just to kind of hang out or whatever. Maybe if somebody did something stupid, you know, made a lot of noise or whatever. So I just pretended I didn't even notice the guy because I can see it. I can see it in my mind right now. The guy sitting there on the ground, you know, kind of like with his knees drawn up with his arm on his knee and that cigarette with that cherry on that cigarette glowing. At least you didn't pee on him by and accident. Just, and just do my thing. And then I just went crawl back in there and I didn't move. And, uh, yes. So then, uh, when, That's a crazy. Story. You know, the next morning they were long gone, right? Yeah, you know, there's yeah. nobody there, and uh, I don't really recall how we got over to where. I do remember we started the problem, the evasion problem, and I'm doing my thing. I'm crawling really slow, and I shit you not, there's a guy probably about uh, I don't know, ten feet away from me, starts coughing. <sighs> And I just froze because there was a bad guy like 
really literally close. I hear tat 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 from one side, and then I look over and I see a guy in the pajamas. Right, the black yeah. pajamas, yeah. truck tire sandals, the whole freaking getup, right? And uh, so, so they hear this guy coughing, and they converge on him, and the one guy with the truck tire sand almost steps on me. Oof. And I want to say that he saw me, but I think he was trying to cut me a break because I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, they extract this guy, and in the meantime, the other guy sees me, and then I get that pig, you know, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And uh, and then they, uh, you know, I have to stand up and, uh, uh, you know, put my hands on top of my head, and they frisk me and all this other kind of stuff. And I then I feel a rifle barrel in the back small yeah. on my back you move move pig you move and uh, so i start walking so then i start walking in a such a way and i start like trying to step on all these branches and making a lot of noise <laughs> and, and uh well, so that was my first that was my first time that then i got i got knocked to the ground for for uh for doing that okay and, and uh so the next thing i remember was somehow we got to this like holding area. Yeah, yeah. That's it uh... was all sand and it had the wall that you'd be the beating <laughs> your wall. Be your beatings, uh for the beatings. And so I'm there with like the first other jerks that got captured in like the first five minutes, which is what happened to me. Really? And I Yeah. Because I was literally like just started and I'm this guy's crawling along, he starts coughing and like you know, I think like I said, they the one guy saw me I think because he practically stepped on me. I mean, how could he not see me? And I think he was trying to cut me a break. But then the other guy that captured the other dude saw me, and you know, five, I was caught. Really, so, five minutes yeah. into it, that's it. <laughs> yep. So About five minutes into it. So what was your work criminal number? Like one or two, three? Eight. eight. I was eight. <laughs> yeah. So any <laughs> yes. So anyhow, we're in this holding holding area. And uh, they made us take off our greens. That was the last I saw my greens the entire time I was there. Really? Yeah. See, so I was down to the long underwear, yes. and that's it. And and then they uh, had us lay down, and they put Velcro straps on our ankles and behind, and put our arms behind our back. And then they started pouring water on us and kicking sand on us. Didn't make you finish your canteen? Uh, they may have. I I don't remember uh, that though. I'm probably did. I just, I, yeah, you know what? I think when we initially got caught and they put us in the truck to take us to the holding area, that's when they made us finish our canteen. Cause, cause see, that's, Maybe. Uh, I don't remember. So remember but, I was talking before he started recording that, that, uh, you know, they, a class graduated every week. So people you had known that were ahead of you in the pipeline, you know, just by a week. So, you know, you see them, you were with them in Memphis and now you're in San Diego and you run into each other usually at the club and they'll tell their stories. Right. And so word gets out of things to watch out for at Sears school. One of them was when you get captured, they're going to make you, they're going to make you finish all the water in your canteen. So, you know, as you go along and the farther you get, you know, make sure the water's low because you don't have to drain a whole freaking canteen when they pick you up. Yeah, that, I see, that, maybe was, I that was a bit of gouge that, that stuck yeah. with me. All right, so they turned you into yes. they turned you into a sugar cookie, huh? Yeah, yeah, we got uh, sand kicked on us, of course, and we're we're all wet, and it's just miserable. And I had like four pounds of sand in in my skivvies too by this time, <laughs> and and uh, so anyhow, they 
they um then they got us uh they took the one the 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 straps off our ankles had to stand up and we're standing there and then I'll, I'll never forget i don't know if you'll remember this instructor but they had this one instructor there is a black guy probably and a big guy too he's like six two or something like that probably about 220 and he had mirror sunglasses he always had like a toothpick in his mouth and i think he intentionally smoked a non-filter cigarette and drank some black coffee beforehand so he comes up to me and they, you know how they would do the thing with like they roll your shirt up and everything and and he has his nose literally touching my nose and, and he says and, and like some kind of uh I don't know, kind of wacko African. Yeah. I don't know what the hell accent it was, <laughs> you know, about asking me something or telling me something or whatever the hell it was. And then he throws me down on the ground, picks me back up and throws me back down. Cause I remember that she picks me up like three times and throws me around like a freaking rag doll. And I can't really do anything about it. I got my, my arms aren't free. Yeah. And, uh, and of course I got the beating on the wall and uh and then they uh they loaded us into another uh they oh this this is really something i remember so they're they're loading us into the truck like a pickup truck an open pickup truck and i remember there was this one uh lieutenant that was like either ahead of me or behind me somehow he slipped or he tripped and he knocked into one of the, the uh the guards and he uh I don't know if he did it on purpose or I don't remember exactly what happened, but anyhow, they, uh, they, they got really pissed and they, they actually grabbed me and held a pistol up against my head and <laughs> said, you apologize now pig or whatever. Yeah. Or this and guy at first gets he it. refused to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I somehow, I don't, that, that all got resolved. Um, but I uh, remember that happened. And then, uh, they put the, like a, kind of like a, canvas bag or something like that over our heads before we got in the truck yes because because they don't want you seeing that the camp was like right behind the schoolhouse right, right next to the yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> so so uh yeah and then we uh got out and uh you know they stuck us in our facility as they call it i think and our, our quote-unquote facility was about as big as a dog house and it had a little wooden bench in it and you're supposed to sit and it, and it closed down at first they put us in there with a with a lid open right yes. and and they had us and you had to sit lotus style if, yes. if you're familiar with a lotus style yes. so none of your body touched anything except your butt on this little bench and remember i had about two or three pounds of sand in my in my <laughs> my skivvies and i'm soaking wet and then they came around and uh uh, and sprayed us like with a hose, part, part, partially to cool us off. I mean, it's like kind of like a method to their madness there, yes. I think. Yes. And uh, so I actually had a little hole up in the top corner of my bag, and I because I could see the light coming in, so I could tilt my head down in a certain way, tuck my chin down. I could actually see across to the other side. And as I as I was there. You know, the place started filling up with people. And then there was one area in the middle that had like maybe eight boxes in it. And then the rest of them were kind of like in this V shape. And of yep. course, I'm one of the first, you know, first people there. <laughs> so I was there for a couple hours before, you know, they finally got everybody. Uh, and you fully, had to uh, sit in the thing with your hood on? Yeah. 
Yeah, I sat in there with my hood on with the lid up. I never put the hood uh, on. Yeah, for a I, while. I took it off. I'd sit in there with it off because, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't. I was afraid if I took it off, they were, you know, they were going to come, you know, do something unpleasant. They'd have to bend down and look inside, and they didn't do that, right? They would walk by and pound on the top. Yeah, and, and then you had to say war criminal, whatever, yeah, or yeah. slide out, slide out of box onto buttocks. That's yeah, what I yeah. remember. This. And then you put the hood on for that, right? Yeah, but, and then I did what I did that pissed them off is I intentionally knocked over my urination <laughs> defecation device, which was a, which was like a coffee can, you know, chock full of nuts coffee can with a plastic bag in it. And of course, I hadn't done anything in it, but I knocked it over and on purpose. <laughs> And and that earned me a the, my first beating on the wall beating. there, yeah my first beating there, and, uh, and and then you have to go through the mystery objectives that you're supposed to do right, so now oh, yeah. that, that, yeah. that's, the, that's the when the fun the real fun begins resisting because, the hard cell interrogation resisting the soft cell interrogation yeah yeah and and if you're like I did I got the hard cell twice you did yeah I got it twice. How- <laughs> How how did you arrange that? I, I don't know. I just got selected to get it again. Oh my gosh! Because I I mean, so I, I lied my ass off. <laughs> I told well, I told him that I was just like a you know a passenger on this flight, and then they start <laughs> reciting all this stuff about oh we see you uh you know you're from Massachusetts uh your uh, father was uh he was one of the pigs in uh, Korea and all this. Shit. <laughs> Like, how in the hell do they know all this shit to myself, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but I guess they look in your service record, and it was on my birth certificate. What is the know? date? Your and it had, my dad had the United Nations medal and the Korean service medal and all this shit in his, you know, in his service record or, or, or what have you, I guess. I, I don't know. But they'd ask you the questions, and you're allowed to answer with your name, rank, date of birth. Yeah, but that's when the shit got, when, yeah. when the shit got real, though, because <laughs> – they, remember the guy that looked like Chuck Norris with a blonde mustache? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's who I had the hard the camp with commandant. the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they dragged my ass in there, right? And, and I'm standing in front of them, and, and uh, you know, they asked me, and I said, you know, and then they asked me something else, and I said, well, my country does not permit me to answer Correct. questions of that nature. Correct. Right? Yes. And, and that went a couple times, and the guy was wearing those white cotton gloves. <laughs> You know, like the Japanese wear. Yeah. And I said that, I think it was the third time. He came around behind that desk and freaking knocked the shit out of me. What? Right? Slapped you? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And he caught me He caught me with the heel of his hand a little bit, too. So kind of knocked me on my ass a little bit. Well, then they had me up against the wall, and they had me do this thing where you had your heels up against the floor. Or you had to put your hands straight out. Yes, and then and you crotch, had to squat down. Crotch, yes, I had the same the same thing. And done then to the me guy, <laughs> there was a guy with a rifle slamming a rifle butt up against the wall, right underneath my my equipment. <laughs> and your legs and, slowly start uh, to burn, right? They start to quiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. they did that. Yeah. And, and then they had me turn around with my fingertips up against the wall, and then they had me walking backwards, you know, till. You know, I couldn't go anymore, and I'm I'm trying to I'm supporting all my weight with my fingertips. Oh, I don't remember that happening to me. Yeah, they did that to me. <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, so I was most. Uh, you were uncooperative. We will deal with you later. And yeah. then I got because they got a timeline. They got to get everybody. Yeah, done, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm like, hey, it's, you know, okay, next. So I got yanked out of there, and, and uh, 
brought back to my box, and I think that's when they uh, took the hood off of me. Um, and I didn't have the hood anymore, and they closed the, the lid. So they closed the lid, and there's like a guard tower, if you remember. It was kind of like where I was. It was back over to my right. Yep, yep. So we kind of started working out a thing because I think the other guy across from me, he still had the, the – his was open. Yeah, mine was still open, but I didn't have the hood on. So I could actually – he could see me somehow with a, with a hood on. I mean, he must've had like a hole in his or something like that. So I actually like this, this Lotus position with the, with the sandpaper of all the wet sand on my, my skivvies was most uncomfortable. So I said the hell with this. And I said, well, I'm going to see if I can get away. I'm just going to sit. And I put my feet straight out. Well, lo and behold, I fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> and next thing I know, I hear the pounding on the, and, and uh, the slide. And they then they had me doing all this crap. You do the American jump, jump. jump, jump. And now yeah. you go down, you do American push, push. Get up, do American jump, jump. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they just freaking like work me out big time. And then they, they beat me again and shove me. And you will sit in the proper way or you will be beaten again. You are most un- – that's what I heard a lot. You're the most uncooperative one. <laughs> most uncooperative. That's awesome. I'm the most uncooperative one. Well, they tells you to get your small victories, right? <laughs> the yeah, small exactly. victory was yeah. annoying the crap out of them. Yep. That's a win in my book. So then awesome. I got dragged back again later on. And, uh, oh, I remember the, the, that big black guy was in there. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh. And then the other guy says, oh, this is the most uncooperative one, pig. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, they finally, you know, got me to, like, I don't know. Remember they said give away like a something else, and I think that was the whole idea. You know, it was to resist until you know they got you to the point where which I was. I could barely stand up. They had me again doing that damn thing with the fingernail, the fingers. Yeah, yeah. And they find they I find could, what they find what works, and then they just. Yeah, exactly. And then I told them, yeah, I'm a you know air crew or something like that, but I was just training or some shit. We got lost. I don't know. Gave them some bullshit. They just said, whatever story you give them, stick to it. Yes. Okay, see, I, my recollection is you can lie, but be careful. Cause yeah, because they're going to they're gonna ask somebody else. If your lie is too outrageous, yeah, they're going to know you're lying. Yeah, mine, mine was fairly uh, – re- re- and I also like, remember they say, well, you know, if you're just like some kind of E2 like that, like I was, you're not going to know. I said, I'm a low ranking. You know, I don't really – you know, they don't tell me all everything. So – you know, you're going to have to ask one of the officers <laughs> or, or something like that, you know. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, so I remember one of the things that they did was they, they really messed with our SRO and our – Oh, yeah. Our um, – what do you call the it? XO, uh, the XO. The, the second XO, yeah. yeah. They were both lieutenant commanders, so they were like a WOG special case, right? Oh, my gosh. So and our our senior ranking officer, lieutenant commander, and he, he was older – I mean, he was probably pushing 40, right? And, um, well, to my 18-year-old eyes, he looked like he was 40. For all I know, he was 30. But, you know, lieutenant commander. And at, and uh, at that reception area, you know, before they take you to camp, where they had pulled me aside, and they're making him do jumping jacks. And they told him if he stopped doing the jumping jacks, then I was going to be shot. <laughs> And so they have me standing there at attention, watching this poor guy doing jumping jacks until he's about to collapse, and then they yeah. then, then they let him off the hook, right? But yeah, they yeah. they messed with them so hard. Yeah, they they things. what they started doing with our class was like this role reversal thing. 
where they started like it was like if you were in the middle like if you're like a o3 or like a e5 you're kind of probably in pretty good shape they they just messed hard with the most junior and the most senior and they like literally like role reversal it, you know you know uh you know the the senior sr the sro is not in charge and we're going to put him in charge you know <laughs> so, like Air, airman or airman uh, apprentice or something oh. and uh I can remember one time though they had our SRO out there in front of all of us, and they they just freaking kept knocking them down and picking them up, beating them, and doing all this shit to them, and and they were bringing people over. It's like if you do not, I will shoot this this uh, this this pig right here, you know this this worthless uh, you know airman recruit or whatever the hell. Um, I remember them uh, you know doing that, um, and then the. Uh, I don't remember if the soft cell was the next day or no middle of the night. Day. Middle of the night. I had mine during the day, and it might have been the next day because we had, like I said, we had a larger class maybe. Because but weren't you done by like noon the next day? Probably, yeah. I mean, because we got, I just don't remember. We got back to I North Island remember. with daylight still, so I know we were yeah. out. We were out by lunchtime. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. Uh, well. It's not like we slept any that night, right? No, no, but uh, I, I, because they did a lot of they did a lot of crap at night. For one thing, they play they blared this ridiculous music <laughs> like, like eighty five decibels. Yes. It was like, and and they the one that they kept they would do this one that was like, like uh, it sounded like like babies being slaughtered, you know, over and over again. And then it, and then that stupid boots one. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Over and over. Boots, boots. Moving up and down again. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there's no, there's, what is it? There's no uh, something in the war. It's a Kipling yeah, yeah, poem. Yeah. Right? And then they, yeah. They have, and that's actually from the Afrikaners down in, uh, in that, uh, um, you know, um, the um, Boer Wars, you know. Yes. With the, is yeah. where that's from. They also, um, they also play what sounded like, you know, Muslim calls to prayer. No, yeah, the, and the, the, you remember like the the baby crying, screaming. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so they played that continuously all night long. All night long, yeah. Really, really loud too. And then they would have these things where like they're reciting all of this communist manifesto, American soccer, you know, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But nor like you American the decadent West with the you what uh, blah 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 blah, you know. And they also tried to play on the race thing too, you know, with the uh, trying to you know get incite some of the you know like with the uh, you know the black or Hispanic some or division, whatever. Yeah. Why do you let these American white pigs? You know, I wonder if they would even do that now. But they were definitely doing Oof. it when we went through. Well, no, probably not. Um, but going back to the uh, the nighttime activities because this is when they did some some you know in hindsight it was kind of funny. Um, one of the things that they did was they again they put the hoods back on us. And they said, we're going to play this little game. Yes. And, if, and if you are good at this game, you will be, you know, you will get some food. Okay. All right. Okay. Which one of you has the American uh, security clearance? Yeah. Oh, I see three hands over. Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rain, right? Which one of you uh, has the TSC clearance? Oh, there's one hand over here. And then you're thinking, 
And if you if you cooperate, we don't want any. If you cooperate, you will be fed. You will be given better treatment. We'll give your clothes back. Blah blah blah. Uh, right. Yes. And they kind of messed with us on that. And then they got tired of playing that game with us. And then they gave us some gnarly freaking oatmeal. Oh that my god! Tastes like it had sawdust. Or that something. was the, I don't even know what the hell it had in tell it. Tell me that was all the I know. Best it was oatmeal. not. It was not edible. Really? <laughs> I thought it was the best oatmeal I'd ever had. No, this shit was gnarly. Like they put sawdust or something. Okay, shit in come it. on, think about it. The last protein you had. All right, so this is the nighttime of of the resistance and escape portion of the day, right? Of the of the time. So you didn't get any food that morning. The last food you got was the night before, maybe a sea ration. The last food you got before that was also a sea ration. Mm-hmm. And then then bunnies. So you haven't eaten very much. No, and and no, probably nothing in the last two days, really. And and to me, that oatmeal is the best. So one of the things that they specified, you know, they talked about that we didn't mention is they may call what they call an academic situation. Yes, yes. Because something hazardous happened, somebody got hurt, or or you weren't buying into the training, right? Yeah, you, you were just not like. You know, and, and if you did that, they'd be like, guess what? Uh, you're out of here and you're not going to be an air crewman. So uh, there was a little bit of buy and you had to, you know, ro- role play, I guess, if you want to call it that. Yes. Although they get you into the, the point where you're, you know, you're, you're taking this crap pretty seriously. And mainly the reason why you're doing it is because they said something about not meeting a training objective and you're going to be here for a week. So I was like, nobody wants to do this for a week. And, uh, so one of the things they said, um, they ha- you had to show that you had a, a prisoner organization and an escape committee. Yeah. And you established communications. Like they taught you like the POW tap code, which I remember American Football League, Queen Victoria. Remember that? American for the football. for the for the rows and the and the uh, the vertical rows and the horizontal rows to. Um, no. Yeah, it it was it was uh It was 5 by 5. AFL, it was AFL down the the left and Queen Victoria American football. Yeah, Ameri- AFL and then uh a QV I think across the top and then how you would do the the preface tap for the row and then the next one was the uh or the column was the first tap and then the row was the second tap. So you tap once and then you tap that letter that was on that column, and then you tap twice for the next, like, and so forth. Yes. I still have my card for that. Yeah, it's five by five grid. something we should yeah. do, Mike. We should, uh, oh, hell no. We should, if we have any of this <laughs> memorabilia, we should take pictures of oh, it. Oh, so okay. I don't have, it. I don't have any Sears School memorabilia. Yeah, I've got some Sears School stuff. So I, remember the, I, rem- I remember the five by five grid. So it's A, B, C, D, yeah. E, you know, F, G, H, I, J. Yeah, that's, uh, that's where the American Football but, League Queen Victoria comes there was from. A, there was a, but there was a letter that was not repeat, not used. It was that's of, right. Uh, was it K? A B C D E F G. Maybe it was K. I think it was K. Yes, because you use C for K. That's right. Yeah, so um, that was part of the. You know, the more we're talking about this stuff, is kind of coming back to me. So that was one of the things that you had to establish some kind of a you know, hierarchy, you know, the senior SRO, and then you had an escape committee. And somehow they, they wanted you to try to establish 
you know, this communication and you had to have approval for an escape. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I mentioned this young lieutenant. I think he was actually a lieutenant junior grade. He looked and he was an F-14 pilot. looked like your proverbial surfer Joe type. You know, he had like the the chiseled good looks, you know, tall, <laughs> yeah. blonde hair. He looked like he just stepped out of Surf Magazine, right? And, uh, you know, he's F-14 driver, so he's a little cocky. Uh, but he was kind of a nice guy, actually, uh, as I remember, because I think he was, like, from California, and he was a surfer and all that shit. And, uh, well, he I guess he decided in his mind, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm out of here. So they told us before we started, nobody, I repeat, nobody climbs the fence. It's a pretty tall fence. Okay. Um, so in the middle of the night, at one point, they put us back in our box in between all these festivities. And you hear all this commotion. You could actually hear like the rattling of the fence and this and that. Well, this guy he went over the fence, and then they were yelling over the uh, oh, you know the thing academic situation blah blah blah, and uh, you better come back oh. now at the front gate. Wow. And uh, yeah, yep. And he did. And then academic set, uh, you know, uh, uh, situ whatever the hell it was. Uh, uh, is uh, over, and then they had him out there in the middle of the compound with no clothes on, nothing, zip. Because remember, there's no females, right? Yeah. So he's wearing nothing, and they're spraying him with, an, you know, a garden hose with ice cold water coming out of it, with his arms outstretched, yelling, "I will not climb the fence! I will not <laughs> climb the fence!" They had him out there for like a half an hour oh, doing that. Of course. So. Yep. All right. So, did you know who your escape committee was? Oh, hell no. Yeah, neither did I. Okay, so uh, I what I remember was that you had to have an escape chit, right? Which is just yeah. the word which which is just the word escape written on it and a signature of yeah. someone on the escape committee. Well, okay. Yeah, and like where the hell were you gonna get paper and a fucking pencil from? Okay, yeah. Well here's the thing. I I was I was war criminal number forty four. All right, so I was like um, I was on the end. You know, yeah, well, you made it to the safe house. Yes, I made it to Freedom Village. Me and me and two other dudes. So you know, we were. I was down at the end. There was nobody next to me, on either side. They put a gap between me and the other person, right, in the in the cube next to me. So, and and directly across from me was was not any more of the hooches, because like that right. that side of the hooch line was longer. So I could actually right. see up the gentle grade. Up yeah, to, up, up to the commandant's headquarters yes, and all that. Yes, so I could actually see up there, yeah. right? But, yeah, I was facing the other way. The guard tower is like off to my right. Yeah. So I'm a. So I'm sitting there in my little my little box, and I find, I find a a little sliver of a pencil. You know, like when a like when a, a wooden pencil, breaks like partially up and the little little hunk of lead falls out, right? So I had a piece of number two pencil, that was about three-eighths of an inch long. This was enough to write. And I wrote the word escape on the back of my war criminal number, you know, that little leather thing you had to wear. And I had my little piece of pencil with me. And I'm thinking, because we got to keep, all right, so we didn't get to keep our pants. We, we they put our long john bottoms on and then we kept our shirt top. So they kept, they took our green pants and our long john top from us. That was what we were running around camp in. So I had a little pocket that I could hide my little piece of pencil, and if I could ever, mm -hmm. if I could ever get 
a hold of anybody to find out who the escape committee was. You know, I was because I was right there at the end, dude. I mean, I was the last cube on the end. Right, I could have walked, scooched out, and twenty yards is the gate. Mm-hmm. Right, I I had the perfect, mm-hmm. but I had no idea who the escape committee. I didn't find and out. They had the, and the gate was open all the time too. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, and uh, I didn't. We didn't find out who the escape committee was until the end of the debrief day, right? Because you know we come back and then we had a classroom a classroom session the next day after you get back for half a day where they give you your certificate and you get your grade, right? Because right. Um, the when you do your hard sell before he sends you back, he says, "Here's my report to the commander," and he tells you mm-hmm. he tells you some phrase, right? And then when you get back to civilization they show you what that phrase meant right where you yeah what what kind of prisoner and a lot of that uh uh, determines some things that happen at the end that we'll get to but uh so yeah i you know i found out so there's a dude uh i don't know if you remember his name was martinez um he was he was in my star school class uh he wasn't only a couple weeks behind us in the in in uh at a school and he was um i want to say he went eight to sell too maybe not yeah no I, I, anyway so he come to find out he was the escape committee and i'm like dang damn it you couldn't have there was one point where both we both crawled to the end of our hooches right mm-hmm. or you know everyone's looking around and i caught his mm-hmm. eye and i'm waving at him and he could have at least said you know let me know then <laughs> hey but no Nobody escaped in our class, by the way. No one made it. No one got. Yeah, no, nobody. I don't think anybody in ours, other than this, this uh, Joker going over the fence. Um, so, um, one of the other little games that they played it uh, with us at night was we had to have our, you know, orientation on the Communist Party and everything that's <laughs> bad about the United States. So we wound up in this. Uh, room that had all these pictures of like uh you know lenin and stalin and ho chi Minh and mao zedong and all these other jokers and they had like some kind of a like a slideshow i think it was or something like that and this guy's up there telling us about everything great about their country and why the united states sucks and why we're a bunch of racists and why we're a bunch of this and blah 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 i don't know maybe if they maybe they didn't say that but they, they said a lot of stuff about the decadent you know, capitalist the West, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so I might not have dropped a deuce in there, but but on purpose, <laughs> I let go a blood curdling. I let go a blood curdling fart. OK, uh, <laughs> which which they didn't which they didn't really appreciate. <laughs> Dude. OK, so that's that's so what that, I, that's got what I, me, that got me. That got me dragged out of there, but and see, uh, by the scruff of the neck. What people, huh? what people are listening that don't know about Scott is he could fart on command. <laughs> he could fart on. He would. He you would clear out their their lounge at, at the rag all the time. Yeah, <laughs> laughing. We're all like, "Damn, dude, <laughs> you're just thinking so funniest thing." Yeah, the, the, the things that you the things that you remember, right? <laughs> yeah, so cow. so I got dragged out of there by the scruff of my neck, and and, and got got uh, beaten a little bit and roughed up, and then they dragged me back in there, and 
Of course, now I'm supposed to behave myself. <laughs> and everybody's in there. They're kind of snickering and, you know, like yeah, course, looking at me like funny. laughing, you know. Because I think even one of the instructors actually started to laugh a little bit too. I'm so sure he turned around. They had to kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm sure he turned so, around so he couldn't see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the, the um, small victories, though, that's a small victory, dude. <laughs> yeah. And the rest, you know, they somewhat kind of like after they did all these different little things that we've talked about in the in the night, they they kind of left us alone for a little bit because I think the, even the instructors need to, you know, they need to rest too because you have the insane instructors, you know, going through the whole uh, deal. I'm, and, uh, I'm pretty sure after, so the next... after my soft sell and my, my, well, you can listen to my story about soft sell. I won't repeat it here. Um, but after my sauce and I got plugged back into my, my little box. Right. I, I, you know, I would doze off in between them coming around pounding on the, on the, on the top of it. Right. To, you know, say your number. No, wasn't hard to wake up, say your number and go back to sleep. Yeah. So my soft cell, uh, was the next day actually, cause it was during the day. It may even have been the first day, but be that as it may, but it was during the daytime. So actually, you know, the, I'm in there and like the, I hear the bang, you know, war criminal number of eight and the, one of the guards, uh, you know, slide out of box onto buttocks pig. And I get out and there's this little dude. And I remember he was wearing like a blue, like regular dress shirt. He had a mustache. And, uh, it was Yuri. Like, oh. was, was it Yuri? Did he call himself? Yuri? I think so. <laughs> so he says, hello, uh, Scott. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, whatever, you know, trying to be Mr. Nice Guy or whatever. And uh, and we're walking along, and he's like, you know, asking me some, I don't even remember, like, oh, so what hometown are you from? And I figure, well, they know this shit anyway, so I might as well just like, yeah, I'm from Falmouth, Massachusetts, blah, blah, blah. Yes, we know this, and uh, your mother is Marjorie, and uh, you have a, two sisters, you know, blah, blah, blah. So... They're kind of trying to, I guess, psychologically play with you a little bit in that they they know a lot about you. Like it's not like you're revealing much when you tell them, because anytime you told them stuff like that, oh yes, we know about that, right? Whatever. So he brings me into this uh, office room, I guess, and it's got a desk in there. And I remember in the upper right corner there was a camera. You know, back then they, the video cameras were, you know, you couldn't help but miss the, you know, they were, or help but not see it. And I'm sitting across in the desk room, and he opens a desk drawer, and he brings out, or uh, out from under his desk, he brings out a pitcher of uh, of lemonade, and uh, pours a glass, and he goes, "Here, drink." And I freaking, of course, I drank every last drop of that. Yes, because they told us, you know, and, whatever, whatever, whatever they give you, you take it. That's right. That's right. Whatever you take, whatever they give you, you take it without without any sort of remorse or misgiving because everyone's supposed to be on the same page. Because I figure if, if, if they want it back, I was going to puke all over his desk. <laughs> so <laughs> that's even what I was thinking, right? So um, we have this policy or whatever. You know, we want to, you know, treat uh, your people well. But, uh, you know, uh, it requires some cooperation and some – so he brings out a piece of paper and uh, – he wants me to read this statement, you know, some American war pig, you know, we bomb the shit out of your people, blah, 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 you know, all this kind of stuff. And I freely admit that I'm a Yankee air pirate and all this other kind of nonsense, whatever they had written there. 
so I looked at it and and uh, and I and I and he said read it I said I have read it no you need to read it I said no I'm not going to read it no you must read this out loud I said no I'm not going to read it out loud well why not I said I'm not going to read it out loud I just stood, stood my ground on that I, I said uh, you know I'm not going to make any state false statements this is yeah. you know and he says this isn't a this is just something we want you to because if you cooperate and uh, you know then everybody will get some lemonade or some bullshit <laughs> like that yeah okay right and I said, I'm not sign. I'm not. I am not reading that out loud. And this goes back and forth for a while. And all of a sudden, he just kind of puts his hands on the desk, stands up, and he yells like a guard, saying, "I do not like this pig's reactionary attitude. You will deal with him." And I dragged me out there, and it was that big black guy again. <laughs> and and I think I think my feet touched the ground a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and so he he dragged me over and beat me on the wall there pretty good, and uh, shoved me back in my uh, in my box, and uh, so then later in the day this was definitely the second day, um, I get you know dragged out and uh, one of the guards is there with like me and another guy and he says you know uh, pigs or whatever uh, we're gonna have the commandant is gonna be visiting, or the commissar or somewhere whatever the hell they called him. So we need to have you on a work party. Camp beautification, right? They call it camp beautification. Or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. So they drag us out, me and this other guy. And at that point, they had all of our clo- all of the uniforms in a big pile by the gate. Because nobody was in their greens. Everybody was in their freaking long underwear in my group for some reason. Okay. And so we're over there. And they had us bending at the waist and using our fingers to rake Yes. And make, and, and, the, and the guy would come along and like, you know, you know, flick a cigarette, butt and he goes, uh, and then come with his feet and screw it all up and then do it again. But then they also said, uh, you know, this had been one of the things that they told us too. If you, if you hear the air raid siren, you got to run down into the air raid shelter. Yes. Bunkers. Yeah. We have so bunkers, yeah. while we're part of the way, while we're doing that, the freaking air raid thing goes off, we go running down in there. And we're sitting down in there. We come back out. We're back on our working party. I think they had like a head count too. They had us all lined up for a head count. And like after the second or third one, like like people started disappearing, right? And they started really messing with our SRO because the head count was coming up wrong. Oh, no. Yeah. And, uh, you know, something like that. Well, then I think as a result of that, um, this is when they played the big role reversal, something like, hey, if you cannot be responsible for your men, we are going to make this one in charge. And it was, uh, oh, what was his name? You might not, I don't know if you remember him or not. Uh, his last name was Tyler. He was wound up being S3s. Tyler. He was in my class. Yeah. I think he was in our common core class, maybe. I don't remember. Anyhow, they made him in charge. <laughs> And so they tell him, you must pick one to be uh, punished. So he picked some guy randomly. And it just so happened the guy that he picked was a guy that later on, was, was he was going through to be a SEER school instructor. He was like a HM2 or something, like HM1, something like that. Okay. So they have us all gathered up in front of the water board. So we watched them. We watched a guy get waterboarded, 
one guy. I actually saw two guys get waterboarded. One of them actually was one of those Navy SEALs that got waterboarded too. And uh, so we went back to doing our work party stuff. And then uh, another air raid thing went off and the count was off again. And they flipped out and they're like, another person's going to get in charge now. And another person's going to get waterboarded. <laughs> and it was the SEAL this time. One of the two in our group. It wasn't the one in my little subgroup. but So one of them gets... Uh, gets waterboarded and uh at one point like the when we're back out there raking it was almost like they were attempting to see if we we're going to just walk out the front gate because they like he that. left us there and we could have just walked out the front gate no problem they wouldn't you know yeah but you didn't have an escape shit did you exactly so <laughs> i don't know if that's what they were testing to see if we we're going to in real world i'd have been gone but yeah, you know this no. wasn't real world so we didn't we didn't run for it um because it was me and another guy and uh then the next thing is they they did the uh, proverbial uh, American flag burning and they did the the Bible tearing up and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the, Amer the American then, flag burning was the end. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm coming to. You oh. know, that was all. That all kind of kind of went down. And then um, and then all of a sudden, at one point, uh, the, you know, the commissar came rolling in and he went up to his little headquarters building, kind of sat up in the hill there in the corner. Yeah. And uh, they were kind of messing with us and doing some stuff. And next thing you know, uh, uh, the Star Spangled Banner goes and the colors come up and, you know, hardly a dry eye and I dry eye in the house there. Where, you know, yeah, everybody. And up. the instructors are all standing there, you know, they're saluting the flag and everything. And uh, so oh. then 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 it's over. And then all of a sudden, these instructors are just like, "Hey, how you doing? Are you feeling all right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. well, uh, yeah." <laughs> and the guy goes, uh, "I'm HM too. Whatever. You having any problems?" Says, "Yeah, Doc. I haven't taken a dump in eight days, and I really got a piss." <laughs> so he says, "Well, just go right over to the fence and take a piss." And I say, "Did I? I, I took a piss, you know, standing up." And he says, "Well, if you're still having problems with that, you know, make sure you uh, go to medical when you get back to North Island, right?" Yeah, I, I seem to recall all the instructors being Corman or uh, um, PRs. Yeah. And actually, I'd come to find out, I remember there was one guy that was circulating around that never laid a hand on anybody and never said hardly anything. He was actually a flight surgeon because I remember him, he was at the, uh, when they would do the waterboarding and he was standing over the whole situation while they were doing it. And the guy doing the waterboarding itself they were both corpsmen. The one with the towel and the other guy with the fire, the, the garden hose. They were both uh, corpsmen too. No, no one in my class got waterboarded. Yeah, we had. I I, I don't know if anybody else did, but uh, two people and and I saw them both. Oh, there was one other thing that happened that I forgot about. So, at one point they had a massive like, like they took one of those kettles off a battleship or a carrier that they used to cook in. Yeah. And they had these gnarly looking like, you know, cabbage peelings and, you know, the, the, the stems and the, you know, carrot peels and some other stuff. And we're making like, this massive thing. And they actually had me and a few other guys up there. And uh, so we're, it was only the officers that were going to get fed because they weren't doing their job. I don't know what the circumstances were, but uh, – and then at, at some point, the, and then the none of the officers would eat it, and then they kicked over the whole thing. <laughs> one of the instructors kicked over the whole thing. Not, if they won't eat, no one eats, and he came over and kicked the thing over. But that was somewhere, bef you know, that they, day too. They should have eaten it. Should they have not have eaten it? 
Weren't, doesn't that go with the rules? Like, do, do, well, they it? weren't going to feed. They were only going to feed the officers. They weren't going to feed any of the enlisted guys. So I don't know. Maybe they felt that, uh, you know, they were they weren't going to eat if, uh, you no, know, that's us uh, that's, underlings that's weren't going to eat. So then we uh, we wound up. Uh, I did forget to mention that damn dog was out there running around the woods the whole time too. Um, the the lab. Because when I was doing my practice, pract one of the practice evasions, he found me laying around out there, and he's like coming over and like you know, you know, doing the whole dog thing, and I'm like, you know, you, you go away, <laughs> don't don't bug me right now. He's like you know, yeah. sniffing all over me and wagging it and just going nuts, want me to play with him or pet him or whatever, and I'm like, dude, just go away, whatever. Um, I remember that on one of the practice evasions, but going back to the classroom thing and the in the compound there, uh, they had some, some wonder bread and some peanut butter and jelly. And yep. Also the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich you've ever had. Right. Yeah. Had one of those fo and fo followed uh, by a nice bus ride nap back to, back to civilization. North yep. And, uh, then that, that night, uh, getting all cleaned up, you know, the next day we had to go back for, uh, the last, that's the last day. Um, we attempted to go out into Coronado. We went to this uh, fairly well-known uh, Italian restaurant and, uh, you know, ordered like spaghetti and meatballs or something like that and managed to eat like two or three bites of that. And I was full. So I wound up taking a, the great, rest of that back. Great diet program though, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and the advantage that Mike and I had at the time was like we had just finished rescue swimmer school. So physically we're, we we're young and we we're in probably the best shape of our lives so we could withstand this yep uh pretty physically pretty well uh probably better than uh you know some of the like the officers and stuff like that um and then a few of the older folks but uh physically um it was uh you know not that bad on us for that short period of time no and then, uh, you know, we, we went uh, for the uh, last second, you know, the half a day wasn't too terribly long. I think we filled out a critique. and yeah. um, Get your certificate. And they came through and they, they actually were like, hey, do you guys want to buy some swag? Which what, the word, that word didn't exist, obviously, back then. Um, All I got was buy. I bought my patch. little sear patch. Yeah. Yep. But that, that was I attached bought, to our certificate, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. It was. I think I bought the other, the bigger patch too, uh, the bigger sear patch. You're right. It was attached to it. Now that I, now that you mention it, and um, yeah, that was uh, that was sear school. And then, and, and then right after that, you roll into Common Core. To Common Core. Now right, you were still right, ahead. Right. You uh, now now Common Core is one of those things that classed up every. Did it also class up every week? I believe so, yeah, because there's so many of us going through the uh, the pipeline at the time. Okay. Because uh, Comic Corps trained not only, uh, you know, the it trained all three communities. Uh, on the North Island had the Fleet Replacement Squadron for all the ASW forces uh, that flew off of ships, uh, HSL, HS, and VS. Whereas the patrol plane folks went up to Moffat Field. All of us uh, shipboard uh, air crew, we all trained in North Island. And uh, Common Core was actually one of the schools that was part of Phase O Trade Group, group Pack, and uh, so we're still attached to the to the same command. We're just going to a different school, 
within that command, which totally polar opposite of, uh, you know, the two previous schools that went to, which were very physically, yeah. uh, and, uh, and I would say emotionally demanding. This one now is like going, you know, we took one step ahead, uh, and now we're going to kind of take two backwards back to like, we're back in Memphis sitting in a classroom eight hours a day looking at squiggly lines and, uh, you know, but it was much more. To, it was much more intense. I yeah, mean, gram analysis, right? Yes, it was. And and when you went through a school, they didn't really tell you about the class of submarines. They just told you about the type of submarine. So now, now you're getting down to a more finite yes classification and uh, much more uh, of the same kind of basic skills that you learn, but now with uh, more detail and understanding of what these things actually are. Um, and I found it somewhat interesting, but at the same time, uh, I think like a lot of us, you know, it was kind of like uh, we're ready to, you know, go on to flying because we knew that uh, this skill, we weren't really going to be applying in the platform that we flew in. So it's kind of like, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. But you still wanted to do well in it because – you did. They still had the uh, uh, two, you know, failures, and uh, you're on your way to the fleet, um, kind of hanging over your head. You know, uh, it was Common Core, where I felt I needed to have coffee in the morning. Yeah. Because, because yeah. you know, all right. Well, I don't want. We should. We should leave. And those classes were much smaller too. We should. We should leave this discussion for next time. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, and hey, the, Mike, now yeah. before before we uh, table that, you know, they, they actually had two classes going at the same time now, as I remember. They had a senior class and a junior class. So I think they alternated so, every two weeks. So two weeks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, there was, so there was a place for people to catch up, like SAR school is a place yeah. for people to catch up. Okay. Exactly. All right. Yeah, you know what's ironic? Uh, later on, I was back in that that same building, same rooms, but they'd been converted to uh, uh, use for the uh, night vision lab for NVGs to learn how to use NVGs. Yeah, yeah they had a, a night vision table. Probably you did probably did something similar to that when you were in the army too. Yeah. No. <laughs> you guys didn't have the goggles. We did, but we didn't have. Uh, well, we stop. We stop. I'll tell you my MVG story because it's okay. So we're going to table this now, and uh, yeah, yeah. we're going to pick it up with uh, common with core. our uh, common core uh, experience. Yes, that comes. That'll be next time. Um, so close like we always close with uh, solicitations for feedback. Uh, both Scott and I have email addresses: Mike at NavalAir.net or scott at navalair.net we really would like to hear from the one or two of you that might be listening to this stuff we'd like to know this is not going out into the ether and hitting nothing it'd be nice to hear some something from somebody so um so please put finger to keyboard and send us something even if it's to tell us we stink <laughs> we'll take anything am i am i coming off yep. too desperate am I, I don't want to come off no. too desperate but you know it'd be nice to Get some sort of feedback. So uh, yeah, and we're definitely uh, hopeful that uh, we can uh, get some 
people from other communities and other er, uh, eras, even contemporary, to uh, you know share their um, their AW uh, pipeline experience yes. because uh, I'm really interested to hear. Not what... necessarily even AW, you know, air crewmen, naval aviators, naval flight officers, you know, anything uh, associated with uh, uh, naval aviation because that's something that Mike has defined. Uh, from the outset that this is uh, about naval aviation in general and we just happen to be focusing on our experiences yes, because that's, this is what we did. Yeah, that's right. Know? And I don't want to speak for anybody else. You know, I don't want to tell stories or say what I heard. I'd like to have I'd like to have it come from the horse's mouth. Exactly. So, so yeah, let, you know, let us know, write us. Uh, if you want to talk, let us know that too because we'd love to have other viewpoints like scott just said and uh so next next time it'll be common core and uh until then thank you for listening stay safe and god bless